balance. It's an important word when you're in business for yourself or you're running an organization. Balance. What do we take home with us? What don't we take home with us? What do we say no to? What do we say yes to? And it can get overwhelming. What if we said yes to every opportunity and excelled at every opportunity? I know it flies in the face of everything we've been taught, but you're about to meet someone who is succeeding at that mindset of yes. Billy Keels is next. This is a Dash of Grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things. Now, podcasting from Spire to leaders in local communities like yours, here is Brian Leflock. Folks, I tell you what, when you're listening to this show, you know one thing. Quite often, someone is trapped in something. They're in the corporate world or they're in a dead-end job or they're not sure what to do next. And so they become this entrepreneur or they figure out a way to overcome the hurdles and they achieve their dreams. But it's usually a one or the other kind of an approach. I want you to meet somebody today that kind of says, no, it's not one or, it's one and. Let's do more. Let's figure out a way to do this and that. I'm not going to give away his story, but it's uh, really a different take on overcoming hurdles. Um, bring the baggage with you. Here is Billy Keels, who is a happy corporate employee with a, a really well-known and well, well-off well uh, corporate business, but he has also started his own entrepreneurial gig that's not a side hustle. It's the real deal. And, uh, and Billy's going to tell you about success on a few different fronts. So Billy, welcome to Dash of Grit. Hey, Brian, I'm really, really looking forward to another great conversation with you. We've had a couple of already wonderful conversations and uh, look, just uh, looking to share my story and uh, add some value to uh, the Dash Grid uh, family. Yeah, you're about to. Every time we've talked before, my eyebrows kind of go up. What, really? You're doing that too? And really, you're doing that too? So you're going to tell us about that, Billy. B- Billy, if you would share with us what success looks like for you, what's going really well? What's What are you proud of? Pat yourself on the back and brag a little bit. And then we're going to dig in where it gets hard. But first, uh, tell me the good things. Yeah. So, I, you know, I feel, consider myself someone who's extremely fortunate, originally from Columbus, Ohio. So it's it's great to have not only grown up in Ohio, grow up in different states in the U.S. So I got a chance to see and do a lot of things at a young age. Uh, I went to college at Miami of Ohio. After that, I had an amazing, amazing job uh, where I was working and traveling throughout some 58 different countries, always in like five star kind of treatment. So that was amazing. And I'd never seen anything like that before. So it was like just having exposure to that really opened up my eyes, my world. Uh, in 95, I had a chance to, to live overseas. And then actually, since 2001, I've been living in Europe. So I actually live in uh, Barcelona, Spain. But before that, I was living in Paris, France. Uh, I was down in a town in the south. And then I also lived on an island in, in Italy uh, called Sardinia. And so those things really helped to open up my eyes. And yeah, you mentioned it before, like today, um, aside from being a husband and a father, which are probably my favorite roles, uh, I am working in in a in my world during the day where I am a an account executive for a very large uh, enterprise software company, application software company, and I have also been um, well over the last seven years building my own business. And so, kind of the success, if you look at it in the sales, like I've had successes well over $20 million worth of sales in my corporate, uh, and really, really feel very fortunate to have had our very first uh, million dollar investor, which is means a lot to me and our small company, because that's a lot of trust and dreams and hopes. 
that people are now uh, entrusting in us. So those are a lot of the things that are really positive. And, and most importantly, and I think a lot of us have recognized this, I just feel very blessed to be healthy as well every single day, waking up and continue to be healthy and, and doing the things that I really want to do, not that I have to do them. Absolutely. And so you shared with me how all those opportunities, you kind of just said yes to them and you went where the the wind kind of took you and the opportunity took you and you made the most of those situations. And now we talk about the fact that you are an accomplished and successful account executive, but you're also building this very successful business. Um, Tell us a little bit about the hurdles because most people give up one or the other. Most people can't do it all, especially being a family man as well. So talk to me about the hurdles of getting that kind of a thing started. Where where did you realize you had to make a change? Uh, What didn't you want to leave behind? Those kinds of things. Yeah, you know, a couple of things that, I, you know, I've and I continue to, to, to deal with these things and, and I, I continue to talk about them and receive input and feedback from people. But, you know, when you're in a very demanding, a highly demanding corporate role and you're expected to be on all the time, well, you, then you're expected to be all on all the time. Fortunately, working in, a, in an account executive role, it's really about what are the results. So whether you work five hours or 500 hours, it's what results are you are you really you know, are you bringing to the organization? What value are you providing to uh, to your customers, to your clients? And so there's a lot that was a struggle for me because on one hand, I was just initially when I got into investing, I, I was just looking for a way to get out of the, the paper assets or like the stock market, mutual funds and things like that, because I felt like I didn't have any control. I lost a lot of value in 2000 and a lot of value in my portfolio in 2008. And so I got into real estate and, and, and started as real estate. But the thing is, between these two roles, like I was doing this role on the side and I felt really ashamed or like I couldn't talk about it during my day job because Mm. like it was be like kind of cheating on the company that I was working for. And so I was really working crazy, crazy hours. And there's a lot of sacrifice that goes there as well. And when you're starting up something, I was actually starting two roles at the same time because in my, in the company I was working in, I just, I was getting ready to start a new role. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there were a lot of moments that were really, really difficult because I couldn't really talk about, or I didn't feel comfortable. It's not that I couldn't, I didn't feel comfortable talking about what I was doing. And at the same time, it was like doing new, learning new things, being a young father. And it was just, you know, there were a lot of moments where I had to make sacrifices and decide what I wanted to do. It feels to me like at that time you were in a, or mindset. So am I going to be a great family man or am I going to be a corporate employee or am I going to start this side hustle? And that was causing a lot of turmoil inside you, correct? A lot of internal, a lot of internal turmoil because I just didn't feel comfortable yet that you know what, it is okay to actually do this and this and this. Huh. And then the sacrifice usually for someone who likes to sleep a lot would probably be the hours that they sleep. Fortunately for me, I don't sleep a lot, um, but I do sleep the hours that my body needs. Like I'm not one of these people that says, I got to keep going, going and going and going and going until it's over with. No, I, I when I'm tired, I go to sleep, but I just genuinely don't sleep. I haven't woken up with an alarm clock in a long time. So so how did that switch for you? So you, you were in an or mindset and it was causing you a lot of angst. How did that, uh, how did that shift? You know, I think part of it was just the fact, Brian, that it came with the number of years. And when I started real, cause my whole mindset was, you know, if I'm in my corporate role and I'm not performing, then the excuse will be, well, you, it's because you're distracted and you're doing other things. But the reality was when I started looking at the results that I was providing, I was consistently overachieving against the re, against the goals or the targets that were set for me. So when I started realizing like, well, Billy, you know what? You're overachieving against those targets. You're in line with those targets and you have time to do things outside of the office. Like what I don't do 
Brian, like I don't watch a lot of Netflix or I don't watch a lot of TV or I don't play video games. Like I, I you know, that I just choose to that extra time, either I'm feeding my mind, uh, meditating in the morning, getting exercise or in the evening, I am typically, you know, uh, reading something online or I'm working on building my business or I'm working on bringing on new people. And, and that's how I use my time. I just prefer to use it that way. Um, and sometimes it's kind of looked at, well, look, you don't really do anything to, to relax or to, to, to settle down. And I'm like, well, yeah, but I don't really want to do those things. I'd prefer to use my energy for these things because my, also my thought is now that that time and energy that I'm putting in, it's going to allow me in a shorter time to say, Hey, look, you know what? Now I want to do literally manage my own time uh, the way that I want to do it a hundred percent of the time. Um, and in order to do that, I believe, or, or what the way that I've chosen to do it is, is making sacrifices uh, now uh, in certain areas. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so, how did you figure out what what was happening in your world that said, "Look, I, I can't keep having this torn situation where I, I I can't say what I'm talking about at night. I can't talk about what I'm talking about the day. My wife doesn't know where I'm working at, at, at any different time." You were torn. How did you figure out that it was okay to just do it all? Yeah. So, and actually my wife has always known where I am all the time. <laughs> it was more my fear. It was my mindset, like my, that or mindset was, I was a fear of my corporate role. And so what, what made me realize that it was okay was that I was achieving the results in the, in my day job. And when I knew that that was okay, then I was okay to talk about it and share this with people that were in my day job. Of course, okay. when we look at the family, so my, my wife, my kids, they've known that like they've seen me working really really crazy hours and you know if anyone they're the ones that i owe the most gratitude to because they have you know when i'm my kids usually come home and when they're coming home my goal is to be able to spend an hour with them and then i'm back doing things either working in the day job because it's really demanding and the hours here are really really long or it's usually late at night where I'm on the phone with people back in the States because my business, although I live in Europe, I believe you can live anywhere you want. And in my investing business is all based on us based assets. So I'm six hours behind at a minimum, anything and everything that I do, but family's always been aware. It was more of my own kind of fixed mindset initially on fear of from, from the corporate job. But once I've realized that that fixed mindset doesn't really work and I'm much more of a kind of a growth or not kind of a much more of a growth mindset and getting into uh, new things and being able to use my time, which is my most valuable asset, which I also, it's one of the things I started realizing. I used to think it was money, but it's not. (laughs) It's actually how I'm using my time is how I get the biggest return and the biggest fulfillment. All right. So So I know it's probably a long-winded answer, but hopefully that, that... it does help a lot. And, and, and I, but it, I beg to ask, so I'm an, I'm an account executive too, and yeah. I've got goals and I hit my goals, but every once in a while I don't, shh, don't tell anybody. Right. So every once in a while things don't go right. Or the, the, the project didn't go as, and I've got to jump and I've got fires to put out yeah. and the same with family. Sometimes there's fires to put out and, and, uh, and some, so you've got all this going on. Give me an example of a time when you just couldn't keep it all straight and it was really, you were starting to figure wonder whether this lifestyle was something that you could keep up. Yeah. You know, and, and hopefully a lot of, uh, especially those of us that are in the sales profession, right. This will relate. Like there have been moments and, and not just one, like it's happened frequently. And this is one of the things because I'm much more aware of it now. I, I work to minimize this as much as possible, but you know, it's that time it's, it's in the late day, there is a phone call that should have ended at, I don't know, six o'clock or whatever the end of your workday is. 
um, and you had an event that you're supposed to go to with uh, with your family, take the kid to a soccer match, and either you keep asking everybody, wait, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on, and then you just look at they're they're looking you in the face, going, really again, mm-hmm. we're gonna have to wait once again for in order to leave or the family has actually had to leave or everybody's waiting for me as I'm on the phone walking to the car and I get in the car hey everybody's got to be quiet while I continue on my phone call like those are the kinds of things that I realize that some it's either I should have stayed at home or um, and to finish the call and let everybody else go because then they're not waiting or um, just stop that call and gotten into the car. Uh, with with family to be able to do that. But it's about being able to decide on what you're supposed to do and not be caught in limbo between the two. And how does that make you feel? Because everything to you, if, with the and mentality, everything is your number one. So when you're trapped between the two, how does that make you feel just as a person? Yeah, so th- this is the this is the part where you get the most angst, right? Bec- and, the, and then it goes back, like I read this, um, I have a really good friend named uh, BJ. He sent me this article that I, I read and it was, Bob Proctor, and he was talking about the power of decisions. Like inherently, we all know that once you make a decision, mm-hmm. right, it, it gives you this amazing power to actually act on what you're supposed to do. Like you decide on what you're supposed to do, and then you and then you just act on it. Like it's we'll just like, that's that whole clarity thing. That's what it that's what it allows you to to do, right? Yep. But when you don't have clarity of the decision making process, then you're trapped. And so one of the things that I work on every single day is when I block out my time in advance, and I know that I'm going to be doing this, everything else is shut off. Right. Like one of the things, even before you and I started talking today, like I know that here for the time that we're here, nothing else is going to happen. Nothing. I know that as soon as we finish this call, that there are a couple of other things that, yes, they're going to happen. And that's the way that I I continue to work on improving this, that I know now that my my calendar is what really manages my my life. And sometimes when you yeah, and I'm not saying that it happens all. Sometimes they're they're just emergencies that happen, but it can't it shouldn't be the norm. It should be the exception. It shouldn't be that your family's looking at you going, really, again, it should be like, okay, well, this is happening. Like maybe it is really big, important deal, but hey, listen, go ahead and go. And I'm going to stay here, finish this. And then when I get to you, then it, I'm with you like hundred percent. And just yeah. that whole thing of being present. But it, I believe that it comes back to being really clear, making decisions, and then just sticking with that. Yeah. I, I fully believe in that presence idea. I, I, I argue with folks that say they're good at multitasking. And I don't, I think you're not saying I'm a multitasker. You're saying when I'm working on one thing, I'm working on it with all my heart and all yep. my focus. And then I turn that off and I'd yep. go to something else. Um, but Billy, they're, they're, I'm going to push back because there are people listening right now that mm-hmm. say you can't do everything well. You've got to pick one thing. You've got to give it all you've got. And you've got to do that extremely well. And they're going to say, uh, you know, I want to do this other thing too. I just don't have time. My business is going to suffer. Is is any part of your life suffering because you choose the end mentality? And if so, what what do you do about it to make sure that it comes up and 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 raises the level of the, of the ship there? So, if there are things that are suffering, they're not priority items that I would say, right? Mm-hmm. Or that or there there things that they're they're not apparent enough to me right now that I'm realizing that they're, that they're suffering. Mm-hmm. Right. And because when I look at the things that are the most Im- important to me, um, I look at, you know, my, I look at my family and, and making sure that I'm spending the time um, that I dedicate to the family, that I'm not doing two things at, at one time. Right. I'm not saying that we spend 24 hours a day together. 
because I don't think that's realistic either. Right. It's the time that we say that we're together, that we're that we're actually together. And this is even something that I continue to work on improving. Um, I also think about, you know, what is allowing us to sustain the lifestyle that we have right now? A lot of that comes from the, the role that I'm working during the day. So I want to make sure that I'm continuing to um, achieve the results or, or go beyond the results that are asked of me. Right. And I get that check every quarter. Like, okay, did you do what you're supposed to do? Did you not? And contextually, the things that are in my control, I want to control. There are things that happen that are out of my control. Like if you're working in a certain sector that's been decimated by the pandemic, well, I can't really change that. But what I can do are the the day to day, um, uh, the day to day activities that I'm supposed to be doing. And also on my own business that is now growing and and prospering, I know that there need I need to be able to spend more time mm-hmm. on that, growing, working on my business so that we can better serve our investors. Um, and, and there probably are balls that are dropping beyond those. But because I know where my main priorities are, like that's where I'm focusing on it. So I'm not yeah, saying that yeah. balls aren't dropping, but the ones that are most important to me today, I feel like I'm doing uh, I'm doing that properly. And I haven't received feedback from either of those main three pillars that are saying, you're doing this terribly. That's really fascinating because those folks that are out there saying, yeah, Brian, thanks for asking that question. They can't, you know, you can't do all these things. You're not doing all these things. There are things that you're just not going to try to do and and they're going to be okay. Or you're going to hire someone to do it or, or it's it's going to get done somewhere along the line. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a trained professional, Billy, but I, I, I'm going to ask a question. I don't know the answer to. I'm just really interested. Usually you only ask questions, you know, the answers to. I, I'm interested in what you're going to say here. Is there room, Billy? So I, I, there's three. There's family, there's a corporate employee, happy corporate employee, and there's entrepreneur. Is there room for a fourth? So is it is it as simple as just shifting your priorities and adding more things to your plate? Or have you reached a a limit? Um, yeah, you don't even know the answer. No, you know what? <laughs> Instinctively, I want to tell you that there could be. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's just a matter of... But, but what is, what is that? What would that fourth thing be? Or is it, it would that fourth thing form be a part of either my family, my day role or, um, or my own, or my own business? Um, well, that's, a, you know what? I, I don't know. And maybe part of the reason that it's difficult for me to answer is because it's not on my priorities right now. I think part of mm-hmm. what you start to see is, you know, as do I need to adapt to something? Do I need to lose something because something is growing? Something is, is not that could happen. And I guess that I, maybe I give myself that flexibility uh, in the event that something would change. Like I'll give you an example. Like I never thought that I was going to be living in Europe for 20 years. I went to Europe on a one year sabbatical and back in 2001, you know, 20 years later, I've been in three countries, got married had we've had two children. I've learned four languages, additional, uh, like four more languages, and so it's difficult for me to really say that that it can only be three. I know right now that as of today's date, there are these three that are my main priorities. And this is where I focus my time and my energy on in six months and eight months. Could there be another one possibly um, are one of the three that are there now not here? I, I, that's the part that's difficult for me to to really answer. Yeah, and it's interesting. You do have your priorities, and you're every you're almost blind to everything else. These are the things that I'm working on, and I don't worry about the other things. So let's let, we've talked about you know you you had the opportunity to go and you went. You had the opportunity to to work and you do. You had the entrepreneur opportunity to start and you've done that. 
what's the proactive steps? What's next for you and your family and your company and, and your employee status? What, do you, what are the hurdles that you're going to have to overcome in the future as you move towards uh, higher levels of success? Yeah. So, and, and I'm going to focus this one specifically. Well, there's two things. Uh, number one on family, it's about being able to, to get more, um, more quality time mm-hmm. with my boys specifically and, and, and my wife quality time. And because one thing that's gone through my mind as my boys, our boys get older, I realize that they have less time that they're going to be with us. Right. Because eventually our kids are going to do just like me and my brother and my sister did. And, and you did like we eventually we leave home. Yes, sir. And so I'm becoming much more aware of that. So it's I'm, I'm focusing on like, how do I get even more of that quality time um, with with them um, is the first thing. The other thing is in my own business, it is how do I now con- how do I now make sure that the processes are in place so that we're able to properly scale so that Billy doesn't have to be in the, well, I've started to remove my, well, I'm remove myself from those processes that are not really revenue generating as much, but there are still times when I'm still involved in those. And so one of the things that is about how, how do we also, how do I select the right talent to come on board and how do I make sure that our processes are, um, are the right processes that can ultimately best serve our investors. Cause that's the thing that's really important to me. I think that's one of the things that really differentiates uh, one, at least where I am one syndicator from the next is how, how easy do you make it for uh, your investors or for your clients? Mm-hmm. So it, 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 go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. It just, it's, it's interesting to me that you talk about scaling and yet you t- the very number one thing you say that you need to scale is your ability to be a father. Um, my, you know, they do grow up, my friend. I don't know how old yours are. Mine are, are nine and eleven. Nine and nine eleven. And 11. So, uh, yeah, I, mine are twenty four, twenty one, and sixteen, and it gets faster and faster. And and I, and I know for myself, I don't look back and wish I could have done it better. I know I could have done it better. And so, I, my last question for you about grit is much as you've got going on and 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 I know that these businesses drive your ability to serve your family any regrets um any regrets you know I, I don't say that there there are regrets in my life because I the, the, I'm happy with the person that I am today mm-hmm. uh, and that is a result of all of the different decisions that I made the right ones at the time and the wrong ones at the time as I look back on it so there are no regrets uh, but you just mentioned something and I, and I always think about one there was a birthday my son my uh, my oldest son was turning three and I think this was one of the turning points in my in my life and just realizing that I, I didn't just want to do the, um, the, the the multinational forever. And between that and the, and the 2008 crash, because uh, I was there, but I was on my way to a meeting in Frankfurt, Germany on my son's third birthday. And I was literally like, I woke up early. My wife was there, my three-year-old, and my one-year-old was in, had was gotten in the bed uh, with, with my wife. And so there was like the three of them and we got up, everybody got up early so that I could say and help be there to sing happy birthday. But then I was going on a plane yeah. to be in a meeting that, you know, I don't even remember what the meeting was nowadays. Yeah. And so like today, I don't remember what that meeting was. And so it's not that I regretted leaving at that mo- moment in time, but it's one of those things that definitely marked and, and has left a, a memory for me. And it's something that says, all right, look, there are certain moments that 
it doesn't matter what's going on. Like, yeah. this is the priority. Like, yeah. just because that's me, maybe from other people, it's, yeah, you get on the plane and you do as many planes as you can. But that moment was something that I remember. It's definitely not a regret. It's a memory that has also helped me formulate to be the person that I am today. Maybe a long-winded answer, but it's not regret. It's just a part of the different decisions that I made. And that was definitely one that I decided I will not make again and have not made since. Yeah. And it's interesting how balance you, you have a, you've achieved a balance in your life that allows you to be there at those times. And as you're, as you're needed, but you didn't achieve that balance by saying no to things. I think that's like, that's the thing that people have to realize, like how much more do I have in me? And I can be great at many things as opposed to saying, you know, I'm tapped out because we're never tapped out. Are we, we've got more in us. Yeah, I completely believe that. I, I, I'm in a book club. I've never done a book club before. And there's a, a friend of ours. We there. We are reading a book called Halftime. It's a really good friend of mine uh, recommended it to, to me. And it's interesting because I feel like I'm in that point in life where it, it, I don't know if you are you familiar with the book at, at all, Brian. I don't know Halftime. No. Okay. All right. So there's a, it's a guy named Bob Buford. I'll just I'll share this really quickly. But he, okay. he really talks about. A halftime of your life. And he said, you know, up until a certain point in your life, you know, you're, you're, you're running, you're ambitious. And, you, and it talks a lot about what you're trying to do in the corporate world specifically. And then there's a moment where it's what he calls halftime, where you start to really reflect on all the things that you did in the first half of your life. And now you're thinking about, okay, now how do I really want to, I think ultimately what he's saying and what we're talking about in the book club is how do I want to spend my time for the second half of my life? And hmm. he really looks back on how do you go from really being focused on achieving success to being able to become someone of significance? And, and that whole process, it's really interesting to, to look at that and, and recognize it because I, 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 I'm relating to a lot of the things that uh, are being talked about in the books. It talks about, you know, corporate life and this and that. And, and I also feel like right now I'm in that point where I'm going, okay, well, this is halftime. I feel comfortable with a lot of things we've done so far. And, you know, what, what is the second half going to look like? And then, you know, it's not really being so focused on um, money and just being successful in all these types of things. It's really about like, what can, what else can I do to help, to make an impact, to, to, you know, to be a, a positive influence on other people. And that's really kind of what's happening as I, I don't know why I got on that topic, but it was just one of those things you talked about. And it made me think of the book halftime that we're I'm doing in a, in a book, uh, book club. Fantastic. And I, I tell you what, Bill, you know, the, the greatest thing about doing this show, as, as fortunate as I am, is I get to have these weekly self-help sessions with these these successful people that have figured it out and are figuring it out and overcoming hurdles. And it just feels good to talk to you. And I I could do it forever. We're out of time. I know there's people out there that are going, ah, no way. Or yeah, I want that or whatever it might be. Whether it's your your business uh, acumen that you, that you talk about, your entrepreneurship, your family ideas, or if they just want to talk to you about whatever, how would they reach out to you? How do they find Billy Keels? Sure. And Brian, I appreciate the opportunity. And I, I always like to kind of give people different flavors because everybody's different. Right. And, and for those people that were like, hey, look, I really want to understand more about, you know, just the lifestyle or I've been thinking about moving overseas or what's it like in the corporate sure. or how are you managing all this kind of stuff? Reach out. I'm happy to give uh, have we can get on a call. Um, you can go to bit.ly forward slash speak with Billy. That's B-I-L-L-Y. Uh, and that way you can get on a 30 minute call to a free call and we'll talk about whatever it is that you want to talk about. Um, I would also say that I'm really happy to talk to people via LinkedIn and connect there on LinkedIn. The only thing I would ask is when you connect with me on LinkedIn, would you please make 
reference to the conversation that Brian and I are having here today on a dash of grit, because that would be really, really helpful um, just to ring my uh, ring my mind as well. And let me know where we where we met. You can also, if you want to find out a little bit more about me, you can go to Billy Keels. It's B-I-L-L-Y-K-E-E-L-S dot com. Um, that's my website. And if you want to learn a little bit more about long distance, long distance investing, which is what I do living here in Europe and investing uh, specifically back in U.S. based assets, um, you can go to growyourmoneythesmartway.com. And uh, I think those are the best ways to get in touch with me, Brian. But uh, this has been really, really uh, great. Thanks for asking these questions and, and getting me to think about uh, so many of these things, man. It's awesome. Absolutely. And thank you for sharing. Before I let you go, I do want to quick do a quick uh, plug for my employer, Inspire Marketing. And what we do here at Spire is that we help organizations, growing companies and, and businesses uh, overcome hurdles and and uh, get through obstacles and, and get past the ceilings of of revenue and marketing loss and, and, and systems and all those things that get in the way. That's what Spire Marketing is here to do. If you're looking for a team in that, uh, that vein, please reach out. We're at spiread.com. You can find me as well on LinkedIn. Uh, Brian Leffelock and Dash of Grit. So Billy Keels, a huge pleasure to meet you and to see what you're doing. And it's actually motivating to me to say, no, you don't always have to say no. Find a reason to say yes and dive in, right? So thank you so much for sharing that. I really appreciate it. And thank you very much for being on Dash of Grit. Thank you very much, Brian. I appreciate it. Folks, we do this once a week. Check out our past episodes and you'll find more people like Mr. Keels here that have overcome challenges and hurdles. Until then, and until the next time, make it a great day. Get gritty. This is a Dash of Grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things. 